Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show, our third segment here with Nebraska basketball assistant coach Matt Abdelmazi. Coach, um, you know, a lot going on. Um, and wanted to specifically ask about recruiting here as we start segment three with you. Um, just what has been the response out there that you guys get from kids uh, when you talk to them about just the direction of the season, kind of where things are going um, with the program and, and what you're building here in Lincoln? Yeah, you know what, fortunately, you know, uh, the outcome on the court doesn't transpire necessarily to a lack of um, interest from prospects all across the country. You know, when you have relationships that are built over a long period of time, typically those kids and the people around them trust, you know, what you're saying and the direction we're headed in. It's not my first rodeo with trying to drum up interest and, and build a program going through it at two other uh, schools. And, you know, now this being my third one, you know, the, the biggest thing that you do uh, throughout the year is you're always honest. You know, when you get your butt kicked, you acknowledge you get your butt kicked and you start talking about why that specific prospect can change that and, you know, give them the vision, lay out that vision to them and, and make them believe in, in what you're building. And luckily for us, we have a lot of success to point towards in terms of building. And, you know, statistically, we played the way we wanted to this year. And that was something that we pumped out to all these prospects is that we're getting the shots we want. Unfortunately, we're not, we're not converting at the percentage that we need to win at a high level. So that was the silver lining of the year is when you're playing the style that you want to play, which is a, a style that, kids are attracted to you know you could point that and you know you're not fabricating or manipulating numbers I mean, they could look at look it up themselves I always tell them that and you know we're we're putting our players in a position of success on the floor and you know we just weren't converting so you know the message has always been really strong you know I'm, I'm really um, excited about the interest that we've gotten from kids all across the country I think we're in a really really good place you know with the foundation of where we want to be right now. And, um, you know, I, I really feel like, you know, things, once they get back to normal, will uh, and we get the entire team here, whenever that may be, you know, we'll, we'll be excited about seeing that entire group together. So obviously uh, the world of recruiting is kind of flipped upside down right now with uh, zero visits, in-person contact and yep. all that stuff. Um, <laughs> I'm you know, writing tweets about guys taking virtual visits and, and all that stuff. We're, it's April now. We should be going into some live periods and that's off the table. Kind of just run us through what the world of recruiting is right now in the coronavirus era and what challenges and um, you guys have faced and how you've kind of navigated through the kind of some uncharted waters right now? Well, you know, fortunately for me, there hasn't been many challenges. Um, you know, I, the kids that I've locked in on and are far down the road 
with our kids that there was prior relationships and, you know, feel really good about where those relationships are. Um, you know, the other thing is, is, you know, reputation wise with transfers, it allows us in the door, um, to with, with some of the best transfers in the country. And, and that also makes up for maybe the lack of not being able to step foot on campus. The other thing is, is the official visits for a transfer are somewhat overrated. Mm-hmm. You're talking about kids that are coming from schools that have great facilities and great setups. You know, they're not transferring because they want a better facility or, you know, they want a better weight room or better weather, whatever it may be. They're transferring because things didn't work out with the people, the coaches. You know, there's something off. And with that, um, the visits don't really solidify you getting a kid because, wow, they're, they're just impressed with the facilities. It's, that's not the case. It's the relationships. It's the trust. That's the only thing that matters with the transfer process. You can't screw this next decision up. You better trust the next decision because if it doesn't work out, you, you know, you're in trouble. And that's where I've, I've been fortunate enough to thrive is building the trust of the kids and the people around them to clearly believe in that, um, you know, the vision that this is the place for them to catapult their careers. And, you know, it's worked for so many kids um, before and it'll continue to work. You know, in terms of the daily life of how it's changed, yeah, I mean, it, it, sitting at home all day, there's only so many phone calls you can make. You know, the one thing it has done is I've never seen transfers have lists like they do now. Mm-hmm because I think majority of coaches are sitting at home bored. So like, well, I might as well hit this kid up. That has made things definitely interesting. You have transfers cutting lists to 15 to 10. Just that's never been done before with transfers. Um, a lot's because of what's going on. And I, I get it. I'm not being critical of it, but that certainly has changed things as well because transfers for the most part um, are a little bit more deliberate in their decisions because they're going to cut through a lot of the stuff that they realize wasn't maybe as important as when they were going through the high school process. But now it is a little bit like the high school process because now you're having 10, 15 schools like you were at a high school when you had all these offers and you're trying to decipher through what, what works and what doesn't for you. So that that's posed a little bit of difficulty when you have schools that don't really recruit transfers um, to the level that you would expect are now involved with, with these kids across the country. And your last point about the virtual tour stuff, I mean, every school is doing it different. You know, we're doing a lot of FaceTime watching, you know, style of play edits with kids, breaking down their game, breaking down how they fit. Um, and then when it comes to virtual tours, we're not walking around with our phone and showing kids the facilities. We have clearly an incredible, um, team here that puts stuff together for us to make our life easier and this is even prior to what we're going through now that clearly very prepared in that virtual tour world where you know we were able to send out a lot of information to kids and um, you know that's been very beneficial and received well with the information we can send out to these kids so you know it's I'm not diminishing the challenging times. It's just that fortunately for me, 
you know, this is somewhat the world I've always lived in. I just literally, I, I can't drive to Omaha, hop on a plane and, and go meet with kids. You know, I'm just having to do it in my living room. And um, that that's put the biggest thing that really has changed. I was kind of hoping uh, you'd be walking around with a selfie stick doing like a MTV Cribs style <laughs> tour. <laughs> Unfortunate. But yeah, so, I, I, you mentioned. I, I'm not sure Fred would enjoy that very much. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll keep it at what we've done. And it, so far, I think it's working. <laughs> Good. So you, you touched on this earlier about the one-time transfer rule and how that's kind of still up in the air. Um, I guess what, yeah. what are coaches hearing about that right now as to, you know, how it pertains to maybe this coming season and, um, mm-hmm. next, next part, uh, when I think it's a matter of when that thing gets instituted, how does that change your guys's plan with recruiting transfers? Cause I know it's always been ideally around two transfers per class for sit out guys, but if they don't sit yeah. out, how does that kind of just change your whole operation? Well, when it comes to when uh, they're going to pass the, the one-time transfer uh, waiver where these kids can play right away, I mean, nobody knows. There's a lot more important issues that I'm sure they're having to go through and, and figure out and make decisions on. And not to diminish, that's an extremely important one, but I mean, you're dealing with you know lives on the line. That tends to be a little bit more important than transferring and, and being able to play right away. So... We don't know. I mean, it seems like it keeps getting pushed back. Um, I have no idea what that means or the likelihood of it whatsoever, but there's just a lot of uncertainty. But the thing is, is that's nothing out of the norm. There's been uncertainty about this transfer thing, I feel like, for a very long time now. Um, and it just seems to get keep getting pushed back. Um, you know, ultimately for us, I'm pro student athlete. I support the freedom of movement, you know, as coaches, we're allowed to move. If there's an opportunity we feel like is better for us and our families, you know, and a, and a kid should as well. Um, you know, I'm not a big person on looking at the transfer deal as a, as an epidemic to the, the level that a lot of people want to display. I mean, I, I do feel strongly that a lot of these kids are transferring for the right reasons that there's something off about where they're at and something maybe happened that they don't agree with. And, you know, if, if we're at a, a workplace and, you know, we, we don't agree with what's going on or the vision or our boss, you know, you, you have the right to move on to the next job and find something that could suit you a lot better. And I think that the kids deserve that opportunity. Um, you know, the other thing is, is, these are such important decisions that 18 to 22 year old kids are put in that literally dictate so much of their future in their basketball lives. And there's going to be things that go wrong with their decision that unfortunately, you know, they have to own and move on and, maybe learn from that decision and make it better for the the second decision. You know, there is a, there's a group of kids that make the wrong decisions for the wrong reasons. Um, And, you know, because of that, should they really be penalized? I mean, at the end of the day, you know, people are going to go back and forth about that. I would say the more old school people are completely against it. Um, You know, for me, I, I think it's the right thing to do for these kids. Um, how it changes my thought process, 
you know what, I'll change my thought process when it becomes a reality. Yeah. You know, I'm not one to sit here and start thinking, what if this, what if that, you'll lose your mind if you do that. You know, when it becomes a reality, I'll change it. You know, my first take on it is I think that you'll have a lot of schools only fill 10 or 11 scholarships and always have one or two open because um, you're not going to go into a year with, you know, 12, 13 eligible players. Um, you're not making all those kids happy. So, you know, for uh, for that standpoint in, in itself, the roster management term is probably more prevalent, you know, when, when and if that happens, because I think you, you do have to be uh, smart in, in putting yourself in a position where you're not uh, – overextending yourself to where you have to, you have to make 12, 13 happy because it just, it's not realistic. It's never been proven that it, it can work uh, making all those kids happy. So um, that, that would be the, the difficulty with it. But, you know, like I said, we'll deal with that if, if and when it ever does happen. Well, Coach, we really appreciate uh, the time uh, you, you took to, to really explain a lot of different things here. And let's do this again if we can um, here in the, and maybe in, yeah. the, in the summer months. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. I'll always uh, – Always happy to come on, guys, and appreciate everything. Be safe out there. All right. Well, thanks again to Nebraska basketball assistant coach Matt Abdelmazi. When we come back on the show, we're going to move over to the mailbag as Grace Harmon and Nate Klaus will join the show. We'll take your questions in the mailbag next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.